Good evening, and welcome to Um Actually Comics Podcast. My name is Tristan, and I am joined tonight, as always, by the stalwart, Bob Ulrich. How are you doing tonight, Bob? I am doing great. Not 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 stalwart. <laughs> I am I am well. Stalwart is uh, is is not a feeling. Well, <laughs> you can't feel stalwart. I feel like I can. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel longevity. I feel stalwart. Uh, I feel. Uh, no, I feel great. It's great. It's nice to be sitting here talking about comics as always. I love doing it. <laughs> it's, it's the it's highlight nice. of my week. Nice. All right. Well, then let's get to it. Let's talk about some comic books. Comic books. Comic and specifically, books. let's talk about Adventure Man number seven. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> Perfect. That's all we need. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, that does it for me. Uh, yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it, I I. I I like it. I don't know. I just thought it's like there's not much to say about no, it. No, it's, 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 it's seven it's issues fun. into a series yeah. that I think was supposed to be a five-issue miniseries. And, uh, and then it or, just like people were like, oh, this is really cool. And it had legs, so it, it kept going. You know, it had a place to go. So. It's got legs. It knew how to use them. I mean, that's great to know, too. Um, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 81. I like that. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this was fun. And it was... Um, Guess what? We learned something in this. I'm going to give you a big spoiler. Ooh. The Beyond Corporation, they may not be good people. Uh, it's a huge I feel spoiler. Like I already knew that. Huge spoiler for this. I inferred issue. it. I'm but, just waiting uh, for it to be revealed that the Beyonder is the head of the Beyond Corporation. Amazing. But that's probably not what's going to happen. I don't happen. think that's going to happen. Um, but I did love. Uh, I mean. Basically, this one, this issue is a Miles Morales Ben Riley crossover. It sends uh, it sends Ben Riley out into the field for working for the Beyond Corporation, and they're like, "Also, there's this guy who's calling himself Spider Man, and we own the copyright on Spider Man. So, uh, if you encounter him, beat the crap out of him." <laughs> and and he's like, "Oh, I guess I'll do that." Yeah. To a certain extent, it's one of those, like, come on, man. Like, fucking three words and everything would have been okay. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. very superhero moment of, like, now nah, let's just punch each other for a while. <laughs> Either way, I enjoyed it. It's going to happen eventually. Yep. Heroes are going to f- be fighting. And they're going to be reborn. Yeah. Uh, Animosity Omnibus uh, hardcover is out. That is all of the post-apocalyptic like what if walking dead were seen through the eyes of pets uh, i just remember that i forgot to put the trades in the video for the instagram curses damn it put the toys in there Ooh, good <laughs> uh bat girls number one i liked it yeah this is uh this was not what i was expecting oh that's the, exactly what i was expecting i thought that the art was a lot more challenging a lot more interesting i thought they were gonna go Huh. Uh, like that kind of Babs Tar kind of thing, where oh. it was going to be like a, like a little more cutesy, and instead it was a little more alternative-y, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it, this is isn't this the same artist as that me you know in the dark? Yes, it yeah, is, and I really like that artist. So yeah. I I knew that it's was coming. Jose Jorge Corona. Jorge Corona. That's what it is. If I had it right. If I had a hammer. If yes. I had, yes. Corona. That is correct. Jose Corona. Yeah, the only, actually, my only, if I were, and I don't, it's not a complaint or at Jorge, all, but the uh, the thing that surprised me about the art is just how 
much art that, there uh, that's is. The There's other all part. these tiny little panels. And I think that uh, was that was like kind of what I was getting at was that it was weird how uh, how dense it was and how the the panel layouts were very complex in some ways. Yeah. It was it was very cool. It was again. I was kind of expecting a like really kind of by the numbers, all ages title and yeah. Becky Cloonan again, very clever. Yeah. No. I, yeah. She's she's doing. Yeah. And also that we like just to say that's not not every page has like four hundred panels. There's a lot of breathing room, uh, but there are a lot of really dense pages with lots of panels yes. as well. So there's a lot of action. Action cool. packed. I liked it. Um, and the coloring was good too. I loved it, Pee-wee. Action packed. <laughs> uh, Batman and Scooby-Doo Myst- Mysteries, number nine. They meet the Riddler. Mm. Very exciting. Did not read it. <laughs> Batman, the adventures continue. Season two, number seven. Uh, I don't know who this is. Uh, Looks like they meet the Riddler. Oh, it's actually a bunch of... I flipped through this. It's a bunch of villains in it. Um, and I thought it was... For some reason, I thought the ventriloquist, but he wasn't in it. That's a real shame. Yeah. Um, wasn't the ventriloquist in the uh, the tis the season to be something something? Possible. Interesting. Possible. Batman, the imposter, number three. This is another one I did not read. Yeah, I liked the first one. I just haven't kept up with it. Uh, Batman, urban adventures, urban legends, urban... Urban <laughs> legends. What's the... It's the name of that place where you go and jump on trampolines. Urban air. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> not uh, not the thing I was thinking of. Yeah, this was actually pretty good. Uh, it's kind of like a like a themed like holiday issue of Batman stories uh, with various uh, characters, but uh, I thought it was like pretty strong, and uh, I I don't know I I dug it. Um, that's, I don't know. There's a really cool variant cover by Bengal that I yeah, that Bengal lot. cover is really nice. Where they're having a snowball fight. I thought that was cool. Yep. And speaking of holiday classics, we've got a Betty and Veronica Jumbo Comics Digest that is all Christmas stuff. Um, <coughs> we got Black Manta number four of six. I uh, I didn't read this one, but I really uh, I like this Black Manta comic. Yeah. No, it's it's really it's really good. Yeah. Blade Runner 2029, number 10, is out. Berserker, number 6, continues to be a somehow completely copyright-free adaptation of uh, a Valiant comic that I enjoyed very much. Um, There is a book called Cloaked, number 1, that I'm sure someone will enjoy somewhere. Was it, not my thing. I can tell you that much. Most assuredly, was also not mine. However, I'm sure there is a market for it. It is a what if Batman had some guns? <laughs> I mean, that does feel like that's the that's the premise. Um, we've got an awesome facsimile of the first Conan the Barbarian Marvel comic. Yeah, I would have bought this if it wasn't on, if it was on, not on glossy paper. We've got. It's great. Dance Gavin Dance, Tale of the Robot Trade Paperback. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Yes, by the band Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, is that for real? That's the name that of the band? That is correct. Oh, cool. Um, hmm. Deadpool, Epic collection, collection, The Circle Chase. Can, can I interact, interject <laughs> Inter- something? Inter- interject something? yes. Did something happen over the course of the pandemic where now I don't know the name of any band? Like, I swear to God. Did you like, hit middle age? 
It's not that. <laughs> like over the last year, I went from having a good sense of like who the bands were to like literally every single band that I encounter, I'm like, who is this band? And they're enormous. Yeah. Every band. It's like I go by the State Theater and I'm like, who? When? When? How did this happen in one single year? Uh, you're not wrong. I feel like that definitely is is a thing that's going on for me as well. Although there's a bunch of those bands that have always been confusing to me. And there are bands that play Portland constantly that turn out to be really huge bands because they're like big with hippies. Mm, yeah, bands but those like ones I know. Pigeons playing pigeons ping pong. Playing ping pong. I worked one of their shows. Also, those lettuce. Guys, lettuce. That was my um, last show. Diarrhea Planet. <laughs> oh God, I saw. I didn't see that, but I saw. But I, I mean, that. that is a band that people know, and it's fucking. Mm. It's not the bass player for Metalocalypse's side mm. project. No, because that's Planet Piss. <laughs> that I haven't heard of. <laughs> so um, unfair that they can somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Be some the, ba- sort of permutation the, the band with the worst name I've ever heard, Lettuce, was the band that I got fired from the state theater from working because I swore too much. And and you just heard the name Diarrhea Planet, and you were like, Lettuce. That's worse. the one. That's Lettuce the one. is worse. Lettuce. Is Lettuce the worst. is the dumbest band name I've ever heard in my life. It would like be like if you named your band like T-shirt or something. Like it's just like it's so dumb. <laughs> like hi, we're the band Plastic Rap. Like just I mean all of those things are bands, but they're all better than Lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will register your complaint with the board of band names. <laughs> uh, I I wasn't swearing about how bad the name Lettuce was. I was swearing about how cold I was. But they That's fired fair. me anyway. <laughs> it happened. Oh my god. I'm okay. Proud of my past. <laughs> Deadpool <laughs> Epic Collection The Circle Chase trade paperback. This is a very fun story uh from the very early days. This was one of those This is from the era of Circle Chase. Circle Chase is of course only four issues, so it's not just that. It's also a whole bunch of new mutant stuff. Um it's the the other Deadpool miniseries. There's some weird Silver Sable stuff and blah, blah, blah. But So just like kind of 90s Deadpool stuff? Yeah, it's just a miscellaneous collection of Miscellany. It's cool. It's called Deadpool Miscellany. Miscellany. Um, Defenders number four. I did not read this. Oh, damn it. man. It, well, you know, honestly, reading this as a single issue, if you haven't been reading it, it would make no sense. But uh, it is gorgeous, and I really like the Defenders. Uh, thing that's going on yeah it's i love the first two issues and i'm not caught up um yep Yep. demon days rising storm number one uh yeah that's the new peach momoko yes continuing the story of mariko in the land of japanese uh mythology sort of yes yes this is uh this is the uh, they come in. She comes in contact with Thor and some, Storm and Storm. That's yeah. right. And they turn into uh, very different versions of Storm, Storm and Thor yes. than you've ever seen, which is cool. We've, like we've got uh, Detective is already dead. Graphic novel, volume one, uh, manga. Dead. Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Death, number three of six. I have been skipping all of these that don't have Mark Russell stories in it, but this one is so. <laughs> fucking batshit crazy i had i had to there is like what if jack kirby did uh what's it called gore of frankenstein part one it's like nice it's like if frank it's like if grant morrison and jack kirby merged and then somehow like the art style is like 
post vertigo like it's Whoa. it's this very strange like um I need to get in though super yeah. kind of modern it doesn't look like a Kirby story but like the layout and the dialogue is like very much like the Morris and Frankenstein to me like kind of like awesome Frankenstein dares kind yes. of shit you know, like, <laughs> yes I don't know. I thought it was really cool, but it's not just Frankenstein. There's like a Wolfman in there and a zombie and mummy kind of guy, and then there's a Rick Geary story as well. Nice, pretty cool. Um, Eternals number eight is out. Mm. There's a couple of throwback covers that are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Excalibur twenty six is out. I read this. Did you? I I have so fallen off Excalibur, and this yeah. is the final issue. Yeah, it is. Was it worth reading? Probably not. It was if you want to know what's going on with uh, Betsy Braddock, a.k.a. Captain Britain. I just don't care. Yeah, it's one of my favorite X-Men characters. Like, the like and, and like, the, the there's the Quanon version. You see, even when I, the QAnon. Qu- the QAnon version, um, yeah. When uh, I was absolutely no. obsessed with Excalibur, when I was reading it religiously. Oh, it's it, nothing like that, Like though. that beautiful era I still hated Captain Britain as a character and couldn't care less oh. about Bre- Betsy well, Braddock. So, yeah, okay, I don't care about Captain Britain, but now Betsy Braddock is Captain Britain. So that's like the yeah. why I said it. I don't know. I just uh, I just think it's a she's a she's a cool character and uh, as an X-Men character yeah. and uh, anyway, whatever. You don't need it. Exactly. It was, it was uh, I already mostly forgot everything that Superfluous. Uh, Future State Gotham number 8. Oh man, this is the one with the new Joker. Hmm. I think. I believe so. Yeah, it's crazy. The new Joker is crazy. <laughs> I actually think they should totally replace the old Joker with this Joker, and he should only they should only be this Joker. <laughs> I, I love him. He's, he's great. Really spooky looking. He is kind of venomy. Is sorta. he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's a little bit of a spoiler. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I he is know. very valuable. Right. And then there's a cool backup story by Nick Dragotta uh, with that giant Batman robot that's been in the Future State stories. Oh, that giant Batman robot. It's a cool, that is a cool robot, man. It is. Um, we got Getting Dizzy number two, which is the... Rollerblade. Rollerblade comic from Boombox. Hmm. We've got Gun Honey number four of four, that thing wrapping up. Cool. Uh, Harley Quinn hardcover, no good deed. That is the Riley Rossmo Harley Quinn series. Uh-huh. Has been put into a nice little hardcover. Mm-hmm. Again, DC pretty much leading the pack with hardcover design across the board. Their hardcovers are awesome. It's kind of the only company that I would want to buy hardcovers from right now, mm-hmm. except for like Fantagraphics. Um. Yeah. We've also got Harley Quinn, the animated series, the Eat, Bang, Kill tour, number four of six. I liked this issue uh, a lot because it had uh, it had Vixen, and I think Vixen is a cool character. There's um, <laughs> and they made good use of Vixen in this uh, in this series. Cool. Um, there's a good there's a good B cover of uh, Harley Quinn riding an ostrich. Oh, nice. There's a really good uh, cyborg appearance in this as well. Nice. Um, they fight this guy that stinks really bad and everybody gets sick. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, we got Heathens number two out. That's from Vault. And I seem to remember thinking the first one was pretty good. I do not remember the I first one, but it's Cullen Bunn, so guaranteed yeah, so it's it good. so it probably was really good. 
Um, boop, boop, ba doo. This thing keeps resetting to the top, <laughs> so I have to keep scrolling down. I'd, I'd suggest what I think it is, but it might not be that. I think because that of it is trades. what you think it is because it's the Hulk. It is number two. I would um, have said that. I like this book, mm. uh, and I think that this issue. I know that there are a bunch of people who are disliking this take and are not willing to go down this road. Hmm. I find. Listen, I, I accept anyone's criticism as valid, but I also find it amazingly funny to hear people say, that's just too out there. <laughs> Especially after we've gone through the th fucking insano story we just went through. Yeah, I mean, I can understand anything being sort of like a, like the... The, the last storyline was so good like the Mortal right. Hulk storyline was so good that I can understand someone being like okay I'm going to take a break but that said right. what I don't understand is anyone reading one issue of a comic book and right. being like especially in today's market and being like I can't do this book and it's especially like, after we see what happens two in issues. this issue well yeah the exactly end, there's a like the whole point of the thing where you're you're set up I don't want to spoil the story so but yeah. I but basically there's a premise the major overarching premise of this whole thing you're set up to be like oh god we're going to be seeing this for this huge long span of time yeah and then basically it's like undone by the end of this story or, or potentially potentially yeah. yes yeah. There, there's a, there's a, a twist a ringer yeah. a uh a rope-a-dope. There's a rope-a-dope, and I really like it. And uh, it's good. I like Donny Cates at this point. Like you know, I will trust Donny Cates for pretty much anything. And more than that, I got to tell you, this is prime perfect Stegman. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, this, this is, is definitely the best Stegman I've I've this seen. Is this is invincible level Stegman? Like just like really bringing it, and I love it. And luckily, Cates is smart enough to like. When they brought him into Amazing Spider-Man, they were like, oh, we'll have him, I guess, we'll have Spider-Man fight a bunch of gooey aliens or something so they'll all explode so you can get some of that guts and viscera yeah, that, yeah. that Stegman draws so well. And it never worked right. It always felt weird. Yeah. But everything in this, there are so many moments of him punching and destroying and <laughs> The one where he and, explodes the authority and, like, this yeah. one is so good. Yes. I love it. I, just, like, kill the authority. Like, please, yeah. <laughs> just kill the authority. They suck so bad. So much murder in this one. And, yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. So, I say keep going. It is very, it's really good. Uh, I like Superman and the Authority, I should say. Cl clarify my, the Authority yes. sucks. But they do get killed, sort of, in this whole comic, <laughs> a, and it's yes. pretty fun. A, a fake version gets murdered. Yes. Uh, we have a restock of I Am Cat Barista, Volume 1, which is important because we sold out of it last week. Um, I Am Batman, number four, mm. is out. It's about a guy who is Batman. He is. We have both the Omni-Man and Invincible action figures out from Diamond Select this week. They are very cool. I could not find a single image of the packaging online, so I apologize that they look like they are bare, but I promise you the packaging for them is really awesome. If you want to see the packaging, look at the Instagram, the because Instagram I video. took a video that Perfect. includes the packaging. Um, we got a Joker number 10, yeah, which is a comic book. Yep. Jupiter's Legacy number six continues to be a comic book. It has quite the legacy. 
<laughs> and and that right there is their legacy being a comic book that no one will read just roll with it a ya graphic novel oh. it's about a young girl dealing with the problems that literally everyone on the goddamn planet right now is dealing with namely anxiety uh and uh she deals with it through role playing. She oh, becomes roll a with it. roll with get it. I get it now. If you could see the title, you would see that there is a D twenty in the. Ah, I didn't see yeah, the D twenty. Unfortunately, the o I was wondering if D20. it was a rollerblading one because there's another rollerblading comic. Could also be if that there's one. There's probably two. <laughs> you know, that's what they say about rollerblading comics. If you see one, then there's a hundred more <laughs> nah, right behind it. Somewhere. If you see one, chances are there's another one that also came out this week. If you you turn on the lights in your kitchen and you see a rollerblading comic, there's another hundred of them in your cupboards. <laughs> um, Kazar, Lord of the Savage Land, number four. And this is the issue that lost me on Kazar, which I really enjoyed up until this one. Kazar, I don't know what it was. I will say that this is definitely the week of comic stories that were a little too convoluted for my taste. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely ran into... Actually, I ran into two Jeff Lemire comics that were too convoluted for my taste. Hmm. Let's get to the first one right after I mentioned that King Spawn number five is out. Yes. Um, the second one is Maze Book number four of five. The first one. You haven't talked about the second one. Yet. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll talk about the first one. <laughs> uh, Maze Book number four got the. I wouldn't say bad, but it definitely took a turn. Basically, as soon as we find out what the what the preternatural angle of the story is, it went down a road that I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> I don't think this is what I wanted. That's too bad. It's it really it, it basically felt like he was writing it as he was going. It had a real like where when it started, I was like, oh, this is this is intricately plotted and going to be very clever. And then this issue showed up, and I was like, oh, no, he doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> he's literally just, like, making this shit up as he goes. I mean, maybe that's part of the uh, the uh, aesthetic of the series, being I mean, that it is following a thread. Absolutely. I mean, it could be that he is 100% doing that. Um, as and, to whether that's enjoyable, worth three ninety nine of your hard-earned right. dollars. Perhaps. That is, that Perhaps is the not. question. Um, I'm going to follow this to the end because I'm sure that it's going to have something more interesting as it goes. This one was just out of the... Honestly, I loved the first three issues. Hmm. So having one that was disappointing and a little weird, not the worst thing in the world. I'm going to enjoy this as a whole if he doesn't just completely blow the ending. I always try to remember like when I'm reading something and the first time I read it I don't like it. I'm like maybe there's something about like my day that made me not like it or maybe there's something true. like where because it's like that's why I don't like when we were first talking about doing this podcast like I didn't want it to be like a review right. thing where we're saying like yeah, I mean obviously our opinions are, are part of it but it's like I like the idea of doing it as a checklist like this is out and maybe there's something in it that you yeah. try to focus no, on I the agree. things that you did enjoy but um, but yeah it, I'm not saying that that's the case with with your take on May's book but it's it's possible if you really like the first three and then the fourth one was all of a sudden not what you were into maybe it was yeah. uh, you know Maybe yes. there's just some X factor that you need to read it again. Exactly. Um, we've got Miles Morales out this week. And I got to tell you one thing. I love this story first. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Uh, I love that clone. <laughs> and 
the clone, whose name is Shift, which bums me out because he should be called Glorp. He should. He is in it. Because all he says is Glorp. Yeah. Also, there's a DC character named Shift. Uh, yeah. So it's a, kind of unoriginal. Yeah. Call him Glorp. He doesn't really shift. He's just big. Well, that's the thing is that the solicit calls him gl- Shift, but literally Miles calls him nothing but Glorp. And that's all he says. And that's all he says. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's like Groot, but he's he like, just says Glorp or whatever. He's so good. I don't know what his deal is. He's just a gigantic buff Miles Morales. Yeah, that he's, part, he's like the leftover from the clone saga. Yeah, yeah. And he's the one that didn't die at the end of clone well, saga yeah, or his, something. Or exactly. Whatever. He's he, just like a He survived it now. and he has some sort of, he doesn't have all his brains there. No. He is a massively powerful brute. He's like three times the size of Miles and just this huge hulking Venom-like character. And he also is he seems to have some sort of weird, like, morphing ability. He does kind of stretch and have, mm. like, he's molecularly unstable, it seems. Huh. Uh, but it's very fun, and this is the, also, kind of ties into the uh, to the Amazing Spider-Man. It's basically yeah. right after the event. Yeah, he actually Spider-Man. mentions the, yeah. there's like a thing where he's like, yeah, I just, I just did that thing. And, I just met and, that uh, guy. He's kind of, he's okay. He's not a total dick. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I think that's the exact dialogue. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, my arcade, Bubble Bobble Pocket Player. You can play <laughs> Bubble Bobble in your pocket. Oh, man. This is awesome. It sounded vaguely pornographic at it first, sure but now I realize it that it's cool. Um, oh, my God. I liked Bubble Bobble. Me too. It's a this, difficult game. It is a fairly difficult game, and this one has Bubble Bobble 2 as well, which is mm. even better than they Bubble Bobble do a 1 as far as I'm touch concerned. screen Bubble Bobble. Yes. Now that touchscreen exi- uh, technology exists. God, what a what a fun game. It's like there's there's kind of nothing like it. These so these little my arcade things are kind of my new obsession. I fucking love them. But these are the ones that they make little pocket versions and they make regular versions. This is the kind of shit that I would have lost my mind over 30 years ago, yeah. <laughs> you know, like because they're they are full-on arcade versions, so they're exact replicas of the arcade version of each of these these games, yeah. and they never got replicated. Like there, a bunch of them are like never replicated in any format. So this is the only way you can kind of get them, hmm. and that's awesome. Like they're all kind of weird, messed up versions when you get them elsewhere. Like yeah. the Nintendo version of right. Bubble Bobble is like nowhere near as cool as the arcade version. Yeah. So I love these. Nice. I very much enjoy. I I got the Contra one, and I really enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, my date with monsters number two, dating the monsters. I want one of track and field, <laughs> with just the two. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Oh my god, is that's that's all you do is just like <laughs> <laughs> until some asshole like figured out how to cheat, and then oh, it was all over. Is there a way to cheat? I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for you. But there is. Yeah, well. You know what? I'm spoiling it for you. A pencil. Oh, I actually knew about the pencil hack. The pencil hack. It's so so cheap. And you just. I don't know why that works better than a finger, but it it sure did. It sure does work really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was one of two video games at the main Maritime Academy uh, rec hall that they had that I had access to. They had a pool table. They had that. And they had the original Star Wars. Oh, that's like good. The, like the line one. That was cool. Yeah, is that the sit-down one or the stand-up one? It was the stand-up one. Nice. Yeah. I dug it. Just as good. 
Um, yeah. When it was pretty old at that point, but they had it for some reason still. It just must have been popular. They probably just sat around forever. <laughs> yeah. My my mother went to Orono to get her master's degree when I was, I don't know, in elementary school or something. Mm. And so I wound up at Orono, and I basically would have to kill an entire summer outside on the Orono campus running around. Mm. And it was awesome because I would basically have you know i would run down to the bear's den and underneath in that little there's a little wreck area yeah they had gauntlet ooh they had satan's hollow ooh and one of, and uh moon buggy oh moon buggy or was it moon patrol moon patrol that's yeah. the one yeah and that was like that was pretty much where i spent all of my time was playing video games huh. and i got really good at satan's hollow <laughs> nice <laughs> which just seems like a very odd game to have just like, Honestly, it's like hard for me to games. believe that like there was a game called Satan's Hollow. Like, <laughs> no, just with America being so anti-Satan and all. Well, I mean, to be fair, you were shooting at Satan. Oh, true. He he was the enemy of the. He was not just the regular enemy. He was the the enemy of the video game. Mm. Um, that's how you get away with it. Exactly. And that's how Satan has taken over America, <laughs> one video game at a time. Nightwing Hardcover Volume 1, Leaping into the Light. That is the new, fun, interesting uh, Tom Taylor Nightwing. It's good. Which is Bruno really good. Redondo art. I would not normally say to buy a hardcover, but in this case, I would say buy this fucking hardcover. I hate hardcovers, and I'm tempted on this one. Yeah. Like this is It's a really good run, and I bet it actually reads really well as a collection. I agree. I think this would be something collection. that I would like to own in this kind of format. Uh, no one left to fight volume two number three of five that's too many numbers I'm sorry you've yeah. lost me uh, old guard tales through time trade paperback mm. is a comic book that no one is reading uh, that was a TV show though I think right or something it was mm. yeah I actually kind of liked it, it I heard I heard good things about it that's Greg Rukla yeah uh, Pennyworth number five of seven based on a TV show of the same name about Alfred. About Alfred. Uh, the inventor of Alfredo sauce. Um, <laughs> primordial this number four. Boring. <laughs> like, the first issue is just like, oh, this one, oh, maybe this is going to be good. I don't know. Oh, no, it's tomato based. <laughs> it's just what, not working for me. What about American cheese? <laughs> no, it's, no it's then terrible. the next issue is like. <laughs> Different. I'm going to add lemon. <laughs> Jesus, I just made fucking hollandaise sauce. What am I doing? This is a fucking waste of my time. Uh, <laughs> I actually would read it if it had good art. <laughs> probably do that too. Uh, okay, so Primordial, number four. This is my second example of a book from Jeff Lemire that uh, confused the shit out of me. This was less so in that... I found I, it less confusing than I found did. it. I found it less confusing than, uh, than May's book. Hmm. But I also was like, I still don't really know what's happening in this book. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to like get into like trying to explain what I think is going on, but it's basically the continuing adventures of Laika of and uh, Abel and Baker, the space chimps and yep. space dog, uh, and the, what happens to them in the uh, the outer verse of, yeah. of known unknown space. Sure. I mean, listen, it's I, very I understand. OK, I understand what's going on on Earth. I understand what's going on in space. I do not know how they interact with each other. Uh, well, maybe, that maybe is it's one of those things me. where it's like maybe it's better as a trade 
<laughs> that might be it. I don't know. I think I also missed issue three. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. might have not read that one. This is the thing with me is too. Like I'll I'll like not realize I didn't read an issue and then be like oh, I don't know what's going on, but I like the first one, so it's probably really good and the art's great. Yep. But um, that uh, Mike Albert cover is absolutely horrifying, though. I, I love like, it. I cannot, like, I could not own that comic. It would genuinely startle me I mean, every time I looked at it. He's doing something very upsetting with, like, the uncanny valley there. The way that the eye on that monkey is going kind of sideways, uh, there is something absolutely horrific and otherworldly about that monkey. I do I not agree like with it. you. That is really fucking creepy. I do not like You're it. You're not wrong. Um, and the other one is so cute. Yeah, yeah. The other one is such an adorable it's little really monkey. That foreground monkey. It's uh, just wrecks it for me. Jesus. (laughs) Staring into my soul. Yes. Uh, We have issue two of Regarding the Matter of Oswald's Body. Yeah. This I didn't read the first issue of, but it looks really interesting. Sort of if you're into JFK shit, which I am, but, you know, to a point. Yeah. Fair. The art's great. Yes, it is. But again, I didn't read the first issue, so I was like, is this like a alternate history thing? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like it's just like something a history thing. Yeah, it's like someone is like real and then it, but the story takes place in and around the events of the Kennedy assassination. Yep. Seems to be if I were to take a yes. stab at what I yes. think this book is about. It is a I mean, it this is definitely a an alternate history, but Oh, okay. They're they're talking about they're replacing Oswald with a body double. Patton Oswald. Patton Oswald <laughs> is being replaced with a body double. Uh-huh. Uh yes. Let's see what else have we got here. God, it sent me back to the top again. Uh oh. Um, Robin and Batman number two. Oh yeah, I liked it. One of the best issues of the week. This, yeah, it was good. This was a. This was so good. The first one, you're like. Okay, they're retelling the origin yes. of of Robin again. I don't really care, but then they did it so well that it was well worth the read. So, first one I was like uh, I was surprised that I cared at all. Yeah. And then and I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend the first issue. And then this issue goes into new quote unquote new territory. It's basically Robin meeting the Teen Titans and the Justice League. and the Justice League, but more importantly, I think the Teen Titans. The no, oh yeah, definitely. You know, this was a very, it was just very skillful, and it was like a play date with the Teen Titans, and you get the cute, amazing, like just that kind of childish fun that the Teen Titans has sometimes. That's just wonderful. And then it pulls it back, and it's the stark, brutal uh, monstrousness of Batman <laughs> uh, is is shown in stark contrast to the to the playful world of the Teen Titans, and it's really awesome. Yeah, I would say I would actually say that's a perfect summary. And it's good. It's like one of those things where it's like, how do you reconcile the like goofy silver ageiness of like a lot of the yeah. DC stuff with like the more modern, like brutality of what Batman and, and popular Batman is. And I think that Lemire in this instance did a very good job of like, okay, how do you juxtapose these things? And I think uh, Lemire this... hates Batman, by the way. Well, I think that he, ri- <laughs> I think that when, when there's people who write comics that are kind of around my age and that like kind of like similar 
Like you can just tell you can tell he read DC yes. books. Oh yeah. And like has an affection for the like the aspect of DC that isn't like Batman yeah. beating the shit out of someone yeah. until their teeth fall out. It's like <laughs> which uh, is most of what people who read DC comics like. Yeah, well, I think no. I don't know. Okay, so like, here's the thing. The, the vocal uh, here's my here's what I think and I think that DC is realizing this right now. Like mm-hmm. as of this year, I believe DC has realized this. That they have been sticking to this tiny core of people who like the uh the fuck Batman. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, kind of like edgy edgelord nonsense <laughs> that they've been doing for so long. Um and those people, they just keep trying to appease them, and they've realized that there's like maybe ten thousand of those people tops that are really obsessed with their stuff, and that if they instead go for a larger audience, you know what they're doing with Nightwing, mm. what they're doing with Wonder Girl, what they're doing like all of these things, they're a softer edge, they're funnier, they're more, they're more playful, they're just they're just fucking more enjoyable. Period. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, and I think that that's I think that they're realizing that they can reclaim I, some of their Silver Age softness yeah. that they had without destroying their IP. I I like that idea, and I I it would be awesome if it was true. I I remain unconvinced because things like the Batman Who Laughs keep being like super popular, and it's just like completely contrary to any of that. But um. But that said, yes, that. But I also but, there do seem to be yeah. a lot more fun DC books lately, and that is absolutely the best. I think for me, that's I think what that I prefer. I definitely feel like things like the Batman Who Laughs are kind of stagnant holdovers from that era, and yes, they are super popular and all of that. But I don't think that they're. I mean. It's obviously it's it doesn't go anywhere. It's a it's a dead end. Yeah. It's not something that like I don't even I'm I'm even talking crassly right now. Like let's talk merchandising and like all of the things that somebody who's a fucking bean counter at Warner Brothers is going to see in it. What mm-hmm. do you see in Juggalo Batman who is the Batmaniest Batman who Batmans? What are you going to use him for? You can you can merchandise and put him on T-shirts, blah, 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 blah. But you're not going to get a series out of him. It's just another Batman. Yeah. You can't, you've already got Batman. You're using Batman for other things. He's not a character that's going to expand. If you get Wonder, if you get a Wonder Girl TV series, that's going to spawn a whole new universe for you. Yeah. You know, and that's more important than just another Batman character making an Alfred TV show or whatever else. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. Is terribly important. I I like that in expanding idea. Expanding their in expanding their world of IP. If you want to be really gross and fucking crass about it, but and I agree. Which but then is it's what like they're going you, to do. I mean, I agree that that is awesome and would be would be great, and I would love to see it be predominantly. <laughs> it's just like what keeps coming out is like i mean i don't know there was aquaman movie which was like yeah. fun and lighthearted yeah. and like you know if more things like that people actually go to see but then there's suicide squad which was so super like that even though it was super violent and gross yes um and that tanked the first one no the new one 
Well, I mean, the the second one was in the middle of COVID. Uh, I mean, literally, we had one tenth the number of theaters. But that open. was every article I read about that movie was how badly it did. It exactly. was no, no one, nothing, nothing was talking about how much, how enjoyable it was, or what the I, characters were doing. It was it all was just like it just did poorly. It, didn't it was make available, them any money. available for free on their streaming service simultaneously with a theatrical release. Yeah. It was that was the th- the movie that proved that doing the simultaneous uh, re- release was was a bad financial decision. For well, a I company. mean, but again, no one could go out to theaters. Like, yeah, that's true. Nothing, uh, no, like all of our theaters locally had closed except for one. Mm. We literally had one option of a theater to go to if we wanted to see the Suicide Squad, yeah. and I didn't want to go to a theater then, and I kind of still don't. Yeah. And so I watched it at home, like pretty much everybody else. I watched it at home too. Um, I, I just thought like, it was brilliant. I, it was brilliant, and it's great because it was like it did like the the dark and gritty thing, but it also had Starro as the main yeah. villain. You yeah. know, like it's just like that's the DC. Like, I mean, exactly. You, just like look at my dollar binge page <laughs> or whatever. It's like that's the kind of shit that I like, and I I would love it if I represented the majority of people who like DC. But I yeah. I, I remain unconvinced that I do. But I would love it. It would but be there great. Is, anyway. I think that you can I think that you can do both and I think that definitely that is the exact way that you do it is that you can bring in the silly silly fun DC and you can still have your grim and bloody stuff too if yeah. you want yeah but whatever yeah anyway neither here nor there um, Lemire did a great job with Robin and Batman yes TLDR <laughs> <laughs> there it is oh uh, yeah that 20 minutes that we did there uh, that was about the fact that this issue of Robin and Batman was very good yeah. Rorschach hardcover is out I think this is the only way to read this after reading like sporadic issues of this <laughs> I literally read like one five seven and like yeah. ten and I was like what the fuck is happening of course i was i mean that's no way to read something as complicated as this was yeah but i i I think i may actually pick this up because i i'm interested i'm interested in this i was interested because everyone kept talking about how great it was i read the first two issues and i thought it sucked I hated uh, the first, uh, but well, I guess uh, I didn't hate the first issue. I was like, oh, this is very weird and not where I thought I it am, was going. For me, it's just like with Tom King, it's, I either absolutely love it or mm-hmm. I absolutely hate it. There is no middle ground. Like Supergirl yeah. is so good. Yeah. Uh, what's the other thing that he's doing now that I really like? Uh, Human Target, really good. Yep. Um, but like Vision. Yeah, Vision was great. Um you know, Mr. Miracle was good. It was really depressing, but it was still good. Um, Strange Adventures <laughs> of course it's was like not... one of David's favorite things ever. Because <laughs> it's really depressing. It's so, it's, I mean, it's, I wouldn't even say it's depressing. It's brutal. Yeah. Just absolutely brutal. But then, like, Strange Adventures, like, which on paper I should have been, like, overjoyed about, and I just, like, could not read it. Really? No, I tried. I bought oh, every wow. issue of it too. That's like really I, I love Doc Shaner and uh, I love Adam Strange as a concept and like the idea of that. Like yeah, it's more of a it's more of a Mister Terrific story. Yeah, and I love Mister Terrific. I just like I don't know. Like that comic is to me like almost entirely unreadable. I'm hmm. sorry. Like I just like that's couldn't. how I felt. I certainly felt that way about Heroes in Crisis. Heroes in Crisis was just bad. I mean, like, I thought that was just a legitimately bad guy. I, I actually revisited, because at least Heroes of Crisis is, like, readable. Mm-hmm. Like, you can sit down and read it, right. like, relatively quickly. But, man, that is a 
terrible comic book and they have like two years worth of DC has just been like undoing the yeah. shit from that fucking comic too yeah I think that that was I think that was a very very poor decision to allow that into continuity because it really did mess stuff up it messed stuff up and not only, I, and not only that but it was like it, it it's an example of how not to do a crossover when yeah. when tom king even in interviews was like you know i just had this idea for a story and i let them choose what characters it's like no that's a bad idea like <laughs> don't let the i mean the editorial I think that is where DC is doing a better job now because their editorial department is doing a better job. Like they're not necessarily doing a really good job on proofreading because there's some real bad typos in some DC comics. But um, <laughs> beyond that, uh, it's actually not that bad. But you know, you do catch yes. it. It's like what? But um, but like the editorial hand is less heavy. It's yes. not like the didioness of things is kind of like lessened. And uh, I feel like Heroes in Crisis was just like Didio's last gasp i can tell i've bored you to tears nope. so i'm going to stop talking nope i was just looking <laughs> something up oh. very quickly uh, like, oh no i'm complaining about didio and now you're checking your phone nope. and it's time for <laughs> nope. us to talk about comics <laughs> i just i literally oh god and this is the worst <laughs> it's especially funny um oh, okay i was just looking uh uh, Rush number two is out, which is a cool story. Yep. I thought that was really good. Nice. Uh, Savage Avengers number 27 is out. Again, this continues to be a just super fun comic in the Marvel Universe, and it just will not quit, even though if my numbers are any indicator, it should have been canceled a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's great. I think it's just this is the one where they, for whatever reason, they have so many eggs in that Conan basket for whatever yeah, reason. They're just like, like this it, is the one with Conan, so yeah. and it keeps going. And it's really good. Yeah. Um, so I was, what I was looking up when Bob thought I was disassociating um, was because there's an issue of Scary Monsters out, which is a tribute to the original, the original uh, 1930s thing movie thing from another world and john carpenter's the thing uh, as well and uh so that is a very cool little little monster mag and I, I love both those movies so pretty cool but i what i was looking up because i wanted to plug this in case somebody was a huge fan of the thing which i know a lot of people are um at the green hand bookshop right now i know that there are a couple of unbelievably expensive versions i don't even there might be one that she's not even putting out right now you may have to specifically ask her about it uh but i know that she does have the original story who goes there she has a first printing of who goes there uh at the store and she has the new printings that include the newly found parts of that story that have never been reprinted so cool if you are interested in the thing there is a possibly so expensive that you it's going to cost you money to even ask my wife about it uh copy (laughs) but um but there are also some really amazing reprints that look very similar they have the same crazy artwork it's worth it just to go on her, uh, go to the greenhandbookshop.com, I believe, uh, and check it out because the artwork is so cool. Um, anyway, yes. So there's that. Very cool. Who goes also, there? Very cool story. 
Yeah, and this uh, Scary Monsters issue is really cool, too. I was just flipping through it while you were uh, yeah. talking about it. Good stuff. We also have some more of those G.I. Joe classified series figures. We've got the ones from the Snake Eyes movie. So we've got a Baroness, a Snake Eyes, and a Storm Shadow. They're those six-inch scale figures, and they look very, very cool. They're sort of like Marvel Legends style. Yeah. And they're just really nicely detailed. It's like it's some of the some of the best stuff that they're doing for for like figure rendering for G.I. Joe. It's it's real good. So if you're into those, we got them. Uh, we got a spawn compendium number two for people who are. I think that's pretty much it, too. I think you can spend one hundred and twenty dollars and you can get pretty much all the spawn you'll ever need to read. I think those first two spawn compendiums and then you're. You're good. Mm-hmm. You go up to a, it. around issue 88 or something like that. Oh, wow, yeah. We start getting into the world of uh, whatever the divine spawn is with the angel wings and, uh, yeah. <laughs> you already lost, you lost me just talking about it. Yeah, exactly. So that's it. That's that's all the good spawn. I think he gets rid of his dumb meter at some point in there, too. <laughs> so you never have to think about that thing again, which is great. Um Star Wars Dr. Aphra Volume 3. This is all the tie-ins to War of the Bounty Hunters in trade paperback. We got Star Wars The High Republic number 12 out this week. And we have Strange Academy 14. Uh, I will always say it. This is a great issue of Strange Academy. They all are. Um, I just, I can't get over how well characterized Doyle Dormammu (laughs) as a character as a silly like he has such an emotional range and such an arc in this and his decisions are so heartrending like everything he has to do i don't know i just feel for him as a character while reading this book so much because of all they're putting into him and he <laughs> looks like a fucking ball of yarn so like come on that's good that's good work yeah he's that's a cool design i love the dormammu design yeah, it's it's just across the board. Strange Academy is just one of my favorite books, and also there's a really weird variant cover. Um, there's one of the, uh, oh my god, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, Dormammu's minions, the, the mindless sub- ones. Mindless ones. There's a mindless one in a tuxedo. Oh, and cool. He looks really good. All the va- the the Marvel variants this week are villain variants, yes. and uh, we didn't really shout out the Spider-Man one, which oh, is man. there's like a version of Spider-Man that's basically like if you crossed Spider-Man with Batrock, the Leaper, Z Leaper, um, and it's a brilliant design, like brilliant. Watch out. I love it. I will kick you with my pointy shoes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Z Leaper. <laughs> Let's see. We've got. Strange Adventures, the hardcover, out this week. Ooh. <laughs> Teen Titans. I kind of regret shit-talking that now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, listen, people fucking love this book. I yeah. I have heard... People love Tom King. I like that guy. Oh, no. They love Strange Adventures, huh? I think I think that this is... I mean, I don't know. I will say that definitely there are some people who got lost around eight or nine, around issue eight or nine, and they were like, I don't know if I'm going to keep going with this. Mm. So definitely I have heard that, but I have heard a lot of very positive reviews of it as well. 
Nice. Uh, Teen Titans Academy number nine is out. I think this is the best Teen Titans comic that's come out since the for for as long as I can remember. I believe I agree with you wholeheartedly. I dig it. And speaking of IP, they are just farming IP on this. It's <laughs> no. just like every issue. Oh, it's now what at this you point, be they're, doing. they're not really introducing as many new characters now. Um, but Gorilla Greg. Um, Gorilla Greg. Come on. I love Gorilla Greg. Gorilla Greg's the goddamn best. They, they brought, uh, yeah, they're doing like just kind of, I don't know. It's cool. It's, <laughs> it's really cool. I love Teen, Teen Titans Academy. Yeah. Uh, and there is a B cover for this that is the worst thing Philip Tan has ever drawn in his life. Is it that Donna Troy one? Nope. It is. It It's, uh, listen, maybe it's just me not understanding perspective, but the way that he draws it, it makes... Uh, it makes the Flash and uh, Speedy look like uh, they have legs that are like a foot long. Oh, God. They, they look adorable, like weird little toddlers. I wish they'd go back to calling him Speedy again. Yeah. It's a better name than Arsenal. It's way better. Yeah. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, volume 18. Wait, didn't you just get that time I reincarnated as a slime, oh. volume 17? Oh, you... <laughs> You're, you naive, naive child. That was that time I got reincarnated as a slime, the miniseries version with a totally, totally different subheading of that time I got turned into a slime. I see. I did read that. I flipped through that time I got the miniseries one and I was like, when does he get reincarnated as a slime? I'm waiting for it. But it must, it must have been early on in the end. There was some slime and I was like, where did the slime come from? I don't understand. I don't know, but, uh. You have to read it from the beginning. I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Thing, number two, solid. Oh, it beyond solid. Yeah. No, I, I actually might even say this is my favorite book of the week. This this could easily it's be one. Of, this, is, this is definitely up there. Okay. What, a, what a great fucking book. I love it. Last issue was great, but this one was even better than the first issue. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. It's so cool. Just all, everything, everything in this book is firing on all cylinders. Writing, art, lettering, uh, <laughs> coloring, it is just perfect. Yep. It is a perfect comic book so far. Um, I... I can't say enough good things about this. And also the uh, devil's reign villain variant is oh, yeah. so good. Oh is my God. Is that the God. Kevin Eastman one? No, no, no the no, Kevin the, Eastman one is really fun too. Yeah, that one's cool too. No, it's the one that is basically the like thing the as a skull. Zombie. Yeah, 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 totally. That one very is cool. cool. Badass. It's a very, it's a very misfits cover, but it's like, it's basically, it's got something to say. Yes, it's the thing as the Crimson Ghost, basically, and it's very cool. I like it. Uh, Thor by Donny Cates, Volume 3, Revelations, Trade Paperback. Good run. Highly recommended if you want to see Donald Blake get his teeth punched out by a frog. <laughs> oh, I love that scene. This is going to be the book for you. Oh, that was good. I loved it. Uh, Tis the Season to be Freezing, number one. I liked this. Yeah. It's good. I didn't read everything in it, but the stuff that I read, I thought was like top tier. Yeah, no, it's a great. Books. Also, Vixen teaming up with the Super Pets is like next level brilliant. What a, I mean, come on. So imagine, yeah, <laughs> imagine uh, a story where Vixen saves uh, Streaky Beppo. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Plastic Man has an eagle. I don't, like. Okay, I, don't, I think that might be that might be new continuity. I don't, I don't know. I don't There's an eagle with Plastic Man symbol on it. Crypto's there, but then they're all captured by the penguin, and Vixen saves them, and it is. <laughs> 
fabulous. There's also a very weird Bizarro story in it. There's a Firestorm story. There's a a Legion of Superheroes story that I kind of didn't hate. Uh, oh, and the Harley Quinn has the Blue Snowman, which I love that the Blue Snowman is back. <laughs> if you don't know the Blue Snowman. So many Blue Snowman reappearances. They've brought the Blue Snowman back. First, uh, spoiler, Blue Snowman, not a dude. It's a woman in a mechanical snowman armor suit. Right. <laughs> and she's a golden age Wonder Woman yeah. villain all the way back. Yeah, she to came, the 40s. She came back in Wonder Woman. Right? Yeah, there was a, actually it was just a uh, one of those like sensational Wonder Woman yep. or something like that. One of the the like so it had like the little short stories, but they brought her back uh, in that. And then she's yeah she's in this teaming up with Harley Quinn. It's cool. Uh, there's a Flash story uh, written by Do- Bobby Moynihan, <laughs> which is also um, awesome. Yeah, I love that oh, Bobby and- Moynihan's getting so many writing gigs. Yeah, totally. And then also the first appearance of JLQ. <laughs> Um, in this, yes, they are the pro-Trump QAnon. No, no, it's the Justice queer League. Justice League. Oh, it's uh, it's all of DC's like prominent queer characters in a, on a team. So it's uh, it's Aqualad, Tremor, Crush, The Ray, Bunker, Tracy Thirteen. Who the hell is Tremor? I do not know who Tremor is. I'm sorry. It's a. Uh, I don't know who Tremor is. I've never seen Tremor before. But Bunker from the Teen Titans. <laughs> Please tell me he's a giant worm that lives underneath the desert. I'm not sure I could gender and, identify Tremor. And Kevin Bacon. Uh, <laughs> has yeah. To fight him. No, it's not. Uh, Tremor is. I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I'm not going to say. I don't know. Um, I don't know if Trent. If Tremor is a. Uh, is is a uh, trans character or a, f- uh, a a queer female? I don't know. Or um, a giant worm that lives under the desert that Kevin. I can unequivocally say that the tremor of this comic book is not a giant God worm that lives under damn the desert. Well, you've lost my money, DC. Well, either way, it's the first appearance <laughs> of JLQ. Cool. Um, I liked the Tis the Season to be Freezing 80 page giant. Uh, I thought it was well worth yeah, the I... $9.99. Yep. It's not often that I will say that I would spend 10 bucks on a DC 100-pager, but this one yeah. I would. Also, if you subscribe, you get a discount. Well, that's true, too. Well, I don't subscribe, though. You so don't. I, you don't get a discount. No, I do that. <laughs> no discount for you. None. No retailer discount for you. <laughs> <laughs> TMNT ongoing 124. Really great Kevin Easton cover on the B of this. Nice. It's, a, it's another... They're doing... They always do a really great... Uh, Christmas cover for these and this one is particularly nice I like it a lot Uh, Transformers 38 is out Vampirella Dracula Unholy number one (laughs) I am loath to say something as negative as I'm about to say but man did this thing suck (laughs) this is not for me man Sorry, there's like the worst dialogue I've ever. What was that thing that that guy said? Bloody Christ! No, bleeding Christ! Sorry, I just hissed really bad into the mic on that one. But hold on, were there boobs with blood on them? No, but Vampirella does wear a tight sweater for like half of it. Is it like an ugly Christmas sweater? Sort of, no. It's just a red sweater. (laughs) It'd be really funny. And then she rides on Dracula's motorcycle i think it's a motorcycle honestly it's so poorly illustrated i can't tell it could be a rocket sled i don't know it's got handlebars 
I don't see any wheels on it anywhere, though. Apparently, the person just it's didn't like want to draw wheels. It's not like the Dracula dragster or it's something. The it's Dracula mobile. The... Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this written by priest? This is written by priest. Oh my god, I'm sorry, priest. Oof. <laughs> this is not great. <laughs> I have a feeling he didn't put his all into this one. I mean, I have He's a feeling that he puts... He's one of my favorite it... fucking writers. I, and... I really like him. I paid money to go to a seminar oh, right. that he, he uh, talked about writing comics, and I am a fan, but man, I am not a fan of this no. comic book, and I'm not going to disparage it further. Nope. Uh, but you know what? I will disparage further. No, I actually won't. It's I will do the opposite of that. I will laud this further. That would be Wastelanders Wolverine number one. Oh yeah. I was concerned about this because it says based on a podcast, Mm. which believe it or not, because I happened to have a trial of uh Sirius Satellite, uh I was doing shit in the basement the other day and I said, Hey, I'll listen to this thing and it wasn't half bad. It was kind of fun. It was a, it's a old man Logan, you know, devastated future story. Yeah. Fun. It was pretty enjoyable. And I was like, oh shit, this is just going to be rehashing that same story. 100% not. Oh, cool. This is just, I think they're just mentioning that the podcast exists so that it boosts that a little bit. Yeah. This is absolutely just a Wolverine of the future. It is an old man Logan story. He's got a Hulk baby. He does. This is him taking care of the Hulk baby in the future. And uh, he encounters uh, an Iron Man armor made of adamantium. <laughs> and uh, it is piloted by a surprising person. A and surprising is... decapitated head. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that might be a bit of a spoiler, but it is so Not fucking really. good. Read it. It's so good. I don't think that was a bad spoiler. But uh, yeah, read this. Honestly, it would entice me to want to read the comic. And I will say that it it might be one of the most uh, cruel and brutal uh, endings since since Batman sent that guy into orbit in the fucking safe. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you know, actually, here's another thing. You know, we were talking about rollerblade comics and how, like, if there's one, there's probably another one. You know, Mm -hmm. it's interesting. This is one of two comic books out this week that has a baby Hulk. Because Peach Momoko's uh, Demon Days has a baby Hulk. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Mm. Baby Hulk. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so oh, it's buddy. it's interesting that that happens. Cool. I love the way the zeitgeist works, because there's no way they coordinated that <laughs> No, shit. absolutely not. Zero, zero. Although they did both come out from Marvel. Maybe they were like, all right, this month we're getting <laughs> two Hulk babies. <laughs> it's going to be just like that baby it's, Yoda. It's me, Mr. Marvel, and I'm in charge here. See me? Oh, yeah. fuck. Speaking of that, uh, not to digress, I just unfollowed a dead writer on Twitter because he was trying to sell me an NFT. What? Fuck the <laughs> people who are in charge of the life of Stan Lee. Oh my Stan God. Lee may have done some terrible things and made some terrible decisions in his life, but he in no way deserved this kind of bullshit. Wait, the, the, they're using Stanley's to sell, dead Twitter account to sell to NFTs? To sell NFTs. Of Stanley. Of Stanley's creations. So this was a Barf. whatever his Stripperella. Basically. It was <laughs> it was one of his dumb characters that nobody cared about. Oh my but God. they're like, this NFT will blah 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 blah. You can really launder your money and hire fucking 
yeah hired killers to off your spouse with this nft jesus christ god go fuck yourself i can't honestly i can only handle twitter in like 10 minutes a week like i I I blame chad chad got me back into twitter he was like constantly like trying to show me all of the things he's like no 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 look these are this is where the good things are and i'm like hey there are good things in twitter and it's not just all monsters but God, there's so many monsters. Yeah. No, I mean, I remember when you were anti-Twitter and I was like, no, it's not that bad and limited, but like, I just can't like, and then something changed recently where now like the tweets are like objects. Like if you go to Twitter on your phone and hold your finger oh, on yeah, a yeah, single yeah. tweet, you can like move it around <laughs> and do shit with it. Yes. I'm just like, why do I need to move this tweet around? It's fucking <laughs> stupid. It is very stupid. There's a lot, there's a lot of stupid stuff. Like and that's then- what you're putting your Money, research money and research that, behind like, that and the the like how about making me not see stanley nfts how right about that? exactly how about making it so that anytime someone mentions an nft they get a, an electrical shock yeah they have to pay <laughs> for the amount of energy used by that nft to be created oh, how about God. that it's the worst i don't want to go treading over you know stuff that everyone already knows i'm just going to say that uh Mm -hmm. cryptocurrency can suck my dick (laughs) um okay and that is all and in order to do so it will black out all of eastern (laughs) europe yes uh fuck uh wonder girl number six that's pretty good they need to get out of this uh they this storyline needs to it's yes. six issue storyline i i need a faster storyline for this wonder girl yep. because it's like when the when the future state one came out it was two issues it was like boom boom yep. and it was fucking awesome it was. and this one it started out it was really good and then it's like now it's kind of like oh she's still in tartarus oh okay yeah All i agree right. it is it is starting to to grind a little bit i was hoping that it was going to that it was going to wrap up like two issues ago i want her to show up in metropolis and start kicking ass like that, or wherever honestly the fuck that's she lives, exactly you know? the the problem that i'm having here is that i want her to interact with the dc universe yeah. like i get the mythology is like a big part of wonder Woman and all that yeah, stuff yeah. you want to build the world or whatever but it's like no this is too long but you can but you can do that on the side you know what I mean? Like that can come back yeah. as you come back into the world. And then it can, I, one of the reasons that it's so cool to have all of her new mythology that she's bringing into DC is that it's not just going to interact with her. She's basically dragging this entire world of characters with her. And then in this thing, it's all Greek mythology that she's interacting with. And it's like, it's yeah. not even like the cool Brazilian yeah, shit. Exactly. It's like, like, the cool thing about this character is her attitude. Yes. And her like like the design is great and all that, but yep. it's like it's it's don't her personality. Just have it be her hanging out with Hades. It's like I don't like we've seen it before. Yeah, like it's exactly. not compelling or interesting. <laughs> it's the thing that we were tired of. The thing that we were basically <laughs> like sick of with Wonder Woman, yeah. you're bringing back. And the thing that this character brought to the table this entire amazing pantheon of of deities that i've never heard of in my life that are that have this huge rich history amazing what a great thing you know it's almost like you're teaching people about 
crazy mythologies from other from other cultures yeah. while they're reading a comic. That's pretty awesome yeah, too. It absolutely felt but, fresh and exactly. fun. Don't and bring the dumb Greek shit back in. Yeah, yeah. Get get her out we of Hades. No, the Greek the stuff. World. We know the Roman stuff. I would like to have some time with this new world yeah. that you have created yeah, or I have so you're fighting brought me to villains and like yeah. having like just being kick-ass and like showing people up you know like yeah it's like oh here's firestorm getting his ass kicked i'll show up and kick this thing's ass and show right. firestorm like that he's a loser you know? <laughs> well there's right. a story idea for you but it's <laughs> i i just really again i want her to to do the champions thing did you read that champion series the second one that came Mm, out not really essentially it started out and the whole thing was the avengers show up to some big big thing and they destroy everything they vote and stark's like okay cool all right i'm out of here i'm gonna go get a cocktail whatever and (laughs) thor's like i'm gonna push this thing over so cars can get through and and the champions are like you just fucking destroyed half the city come back here and help them clean up and they're like oh there are more things going on and they were like no you can do this better and they stick around and they help and they clean shit up and they're like we're making a stand that the avengers aren't good enough you know we want to do things better than the generation before us we want to be more about people and you know we don't want to be above everybody and we want to be street level and like it was a really cool statement about like listen we're rebelling Mm -hmm. you know even if even if you think that the idea of that in the world even if you're a more conservative person and think of that as a naive worldview it's still a compelling character trait for a comic to have I would argue it's essential. I mean, exactly. like the, the, the whole thing of comic books is like wish fulfillment. It's right. like you want to believe that there's a, a possibility of a, of a better world. And wouldn't it be cool if you had the power to create it? Like that's like Superman, like which exactly. started all of it. So exactly. why wouldn't you want the same thing? And also, you know, uh, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here too much, but the next comic probably is Wonder Woman. True. That. And that is like a pretty fun uh, take on, on Wonder Woman where she's like, I mean, uh, whatever. She's like hanging out, having adventures with Dead Man while they fight yeah. Doctor Psycho. But like, yeah. it still is like it's lighthearted yes. and like, I just I don't know. I just I, I I that's that is what I want in a specifically in a superhero comic. I definitely feel like the Wonder Woman that I have enjoyed in the past has been coming out sporadically for the last two years in the the ongoing. I feel like there'll be like two issue. Like little little yeah. bits, fits and spurts, where you're like, "Oh shit, this this feels like a Gail Simone comic from the yeah. early 2000s." That's awesome, and like those two with uh, with Maxwell Lord. Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like yeah, he's right. this like surly dick that's like, "Why don't I just control their minds to do this?" And she's like, "Shut the fuck up! Stop being a dumb dumb. We're trying to teach you a lesson about being a human being," and those were really fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, it's funny. Uh, I won't digress very much on this, but last week when I was going through the back issues, I stumbled upon uh, the William Mesner Loeb's Flash Run that you yeah. had a bunch of those yeah, back yeah. issues, and I and I grabbed a few. And uh, he also wrote a really good Wonder Woman run. And like, I feel like his stuff is like so overlooked because all of the DC is so continuity heavy. Yeah, and his stuff was just like, here's the superhero doing like. 
like kicking ass, but like doing things that were, I don't, I, I don't, I'll work on this and, and talk about it in future. Uh, like what is it, what it is about that specific, uh, guy writer that like, I think like he had something figured out there that worked Interesting. and I'd love it if they got back towards, cause like the, he did the, he, the first writer on the Wally West flash series was Mike Barron. And then Mesner Lopes took over and then Mark Wade took over after him. And Mark Wade is like the one that's like, that's the run, you know, but yeah. the Mesner Lopes run totally yeah. badass, totally badass. And you've got a bunch of them in back issues. You can, you can come into the store and get them. That Mark Wade. <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, God it's good. Damn it. it's, it's definitely so good. good. It's definitely good. But the Mesner Loeb gets uh, way overlooked. Yeah. And in reality, cause he does like stupid things like having Wonder Woman work at a fast food restaurant or like, that's right. You know, like shit like I that. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, he did the whole Artemis thing right. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but that like, was fun. yeah, he, he was awesome. And like the, the flash 50, I just read, yeah. One of the best single issues of Flash that exists where he uh he gets his Vandal Savage kills him and then the the machine thing brings him back to life and uh and he comes back and he's just like he's like I'm going to come back and I'm going to like own Vandal Savage and it like he totally does. He like goes in there and he's like going so fast and Vandal Savage like shoots him and he's like why didn't it shoot you and he's like I caught all your bullets dick. And uh, and then he's like, "Here, you want to try again? I reloaded your gun for you." It's like such a great moment where he's like, "He's like, don't mock me, you whelp." Like of so course, great. he called him a whelp. Oh yeah, no, I know it's Vandal Savage, but it's like, oh, it's it's such a good run. And all of the issues going up to that, like weird shit, where like Linda Park got possessed by an Irish ghost. Like what? Like that's cool. Anyway. Amazing, awesome. He created um, Linda Park, I think. Like he's the original writer of oh, her. interesting of the, the the big love of Wally West life. Yeah, uh, important character. We have uh, so that was Wonder Sorry. Woman yeah. seven eighty two. <laughs> yeah, that was that it. we were <laughs> that we were digressing <laughs> about. And uh, and if you do want to read this big long uh, Wonder Woman in Valhalla story, it is compiled in this week's trade paperback, Wonder Woman Afterworlds. It's actually pretty good. It is. It, again, it was just it wasn't really what I was in the mood for, and I was really happy about what uh, the new Wonder Girl series was doing. So right. I was just like, eh, I, I, this is scratching whatever itch I have to read a Wonder Woman comic, and I didn't need that. Mm. But this is very good. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's and it, honestly, I think it would read real good as a trade. Yep, I agree. Uh, X Force Twenty Six is out. More surfing. More surfing. <laughs> I mean, not much more surfing, unfortunately, but there no. is more. This time, Wolverine is on the surfboard with Kid Omega. That's so funny. Yeah, I I've had two people cancel this book over Wolverine surfing. No way. <laughs> oh man, I bought it over Wolverine surfing. I've had two people who are like, "What are you doing?" No, no, adamantium surfboard was my limit for the series. Oh, that's so great. That's the jumping the shark. Is like literally, I mean, he's like jumping was a shark. Literally jumping that's a shark. So great. On his fucking I love adamantium it. surfboard. It was like if this had been released in the '90s, you'd go, "Oh shit, Hasbro has a new toy." Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, but other than that, but you know now that it's just somebody was being crazy. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was silly and fun. But yeah, you know, I get how it's definitely over the top. It's it's. I mean, the entire issue was oh, him surfing. It was over the top. 
This one is continuing it. Like he's surfing so much, he surfed on into the next issue and continued to surf. This time he picked up a passenger. That's quite the way. Although that said, I'm not buying this one. There's only like one panel. It's just not as good. It needs more surfing. He doesn't pop his claws and slice the wave as he's surfing. That's why I needed that. Uh, but if you need more X stuff, X-Men Hellfire Gala, the red carpet collection, hardcover. Uh, that is a $75 X-Men Holy hardcover shit. with all of the Hellfire Gala stuff compiled it's, within. Is it bigger than a normal trade? It looks like it's bigger. It is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's about the same size as house and powers of X combined as well. So yeah. it's like, but like it looks taller. Oh, I maybe, don't think so. Maybe, maybe it is. Okay. Maybe a little know. bit. Looks, looks like. I mean, it, it's that it's that Marvel size where it is slightly larger than a hard than a normal hardcover. Okay. But not like not huge. Huh. It's like the same the same size or the same height as like an omnibus, I think. Ah. Um, and so we got that, and then the last thing we have is. Young ladies don't play fighting games. Graphic novel, volume one. <laughs> Young ladies don't battle slime. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna all be shocked to find out it's manga. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I didn't mean to spoil the surprise, but uh, that's what that was. I think it's great. Uh, poorly translated English titles are the best, and uh, and that is it. Hey, how long have you had a T-shirt that says "Welcome to Earth" with a fist <laughs> punching an alien in the face? <laughs> Quite a long time. I've never seen that shirt. <laughs> That's fantastic. I don't I know it. that we have any of those left. It's oh. up there from before. I think I still have the screens. I think I just stopped printing it. <sighs> I find it delightful, but now that Disney literally has a show called that, I'm oh, mildly yeah. afraid. The, the lawyers will show up. <laughs> they can't pay David Aha for his designs, but they'll come in. They'll, they'll come give and you a cease me. and desist for their using their word. <laughs> yes, exactly. Disney has a copyright of the word Earth. Didn't Disney? Disney tried to copyright Day of the Dead. What? Yeah. Oh, for like a like for a some Dia de las Muertes thing or something. Yeah, they, they don't own that horror franchise. No. They don't now, but uh, um, well, whatever whatever the <laughs> thing was when they released Disney released some sort of thing. I can't yeah, Coco yeah. or one of those. Yeah, when they released it, they tried to copyright the concept. They're like, we would like this religion as well, and also <laughs> I'd like to copyright Christianity. Holy fuck! If Disney copyrights Christianity, that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting future. That's gonna be next level. Am I right? Hell yeah. <laughs> That's uh, when things gonna get good. <laughs> I think. Uh, can you imagine every I'm every going sermon? To Disney Church. It's Sunday. <laughs> every sermon ends with to infinity. <laughs> oh man! Every <laughs> every God priest has everyone. like the regular robes, but then also Mickey Mouse ears. Oh fuck! I feel like we just described Sea Guy. <laughs> yeah, kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> like as if it's eyeballs instead of Mickey Mouse ears. Hmm. I don't know. Either way, I would be into it. I'm going to pitch that concept to Disney. <laughs> nice for a new for a new TV series. It's, you got to come up with a good name for it, though. Okay, I'll I'll think about it. Workshop that shit. Oh, all right. Uh, follow us at Coast City Comics. Follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast. Follow us at Um Actually Podcast. Follow or it's just I'm um Actually Comics. Follow us at. Coast City Comics Club. Follow us at. I got the dollar binge. Dollar binge, and <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, that's about it. That covers your bases. 
Oh, and the Rad Wraith on, oh, yeah. on Instagram as well. And also, there is still time to part to tell your local retailers to carry Rad Wraith at their store, unless yeah. you're buying stuff from us. In which case, you don't need to tell us. I'm already gonna do it. Um, that's all. That's all I got. Yeah. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Good night. Bye.